I'm Jeff. I'm Kia. And I'm Craig. And, and we just watched The Howling! Ooh, ooh. Somewhere in this city, in this human jungle, it begins. Just try. He's right there. What do you see? What's there, Karen? What do you see, Karen? What's there? Somewhere in these woods, in this primal, sensuous, secret place lies an experience too terrifying for words. <laughs> and now, all anyone can do is watch and wait. Tonight I'm going to show you something. Make you believe. <laughs> So the Howling won a viewer's choice poll for us to review. I think you brought it to the table though, right, Jeff? Yeah, because I've I'd never seen it before. And yeah. I wanted to watch it. So I... So we we bit the silver bullet, if you will, today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh so this is a, a Joe Dante joint. He he directed Gremlins and The Burbs. Uh, I'm sure several other movies I'm not thinking of off the top of my head. Matinee. Yeah, and he was in the final episode of uh, Erie, Indiana. He he starred in it. Yeah, he. Uh, it's it's hard to explain it, but he plays himself. Nice. It's yeah. I, mean, I think now he's more into television directing. Like I think he does Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, and this stuff. is oh, really? the Hawaii Five O. Yeah, Salem. I think that's kind of where he's you know, <laughs> like he's like almost like a journeyman director at this point. Whereas I think mm-hmm. of him as like. One of the most prolific uh, comedy horror directors yeah. around, or whatever. He's kind of segued into something else. Hmm. Um, but uh, Kia, why don't you read us the synopsis of *The Howling* by Joe Dante? This is the synopsis that's off the back of the collector's edition Blu-ray for *The Howling*. It says, severely shaken after near-fatal encounter with the serial killer, TV newscaster Karen White, played by Dee Wallace, the mother of ET the mother in E.T., takes some much-needed time off. Hoping to conquer her inner demons, she heads for the colony, a secluded retreat where her new neighbors are just a tad too eager to make her feel at home. Also, there seems to be a bizarre link between her would-be attacker and this supposedly safe haven. And when, after nights of being tormented by savage streaks and unearthly cries, Karen ventures into the forest to find answers. She makes a terrifying discovery. Now she must fight not only for her life, but for her very soul. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I hope well that done. made sense the way well I read done. it. Well done. Um, so yeah, that's what it's about. She's a lady that's being stalked to get away from her stalker. She goes to the colony. Right. And... Well, she's, she's a news anchor. A news so she's anchor. she's like kind of locally famous. Yeah. And a guy gets obsessed with her and in trying to capture him, I guess, or get him... Which is kind of weird because uh, apparently, like... It's less of a police activity situation and more of a, like, where she works. They're like, oh, we'll get a good story out of this. Yeah. And, yeah. 
I think they had they I think they were they were both police and were reporters because I think yeah. Meshach Taylor or Hollywood from Mannequin was and also from Designing Women was a police officer. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there's Right. There's They're both. working together yeah. a little bit. Um, but, yeah. Anyway. So uh what did you guys think of this? Jeff, I guess you should kick us off because it was kind of your choice. So you've never seen it. Kia, you've never seen it as well. I've never seen it. Right. I saw it Heard of it, way back in the day. So it's been a while since I've taken a look at it too. So uh, I liked it. It's a little slower paced than I was expecting. Right. Uh, that could also just be of the time that it came out, you know. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was, it was a good movie. It's fun. Um, the effects are great, I thought. You yeah. Know? Especially for the time. Uh, like you pointed out the uh, there's one very short sequence of a uh, stop motion werewolf you know right and I actually thought that looked really good everything in it looks great the transformations and all that stuff and the yeah I mean I said it when we were watching it but I think because of the era it's made you know uh, it was way before CGI obviously and then uh, it's a little bit before Stan Winston and Rick Baker and guys like that kind of made uh, creature effects so popular in the 80s it's like yeah. just a little hair before that mm-hmm. so i don't think they knew what feet to stand on for this for the transformations and the special effects and that's why it's kind of a combination of a lot of cutaways and you know there's traditional animation there's the stop animation and you know what we saw the there's pup, combination of puppets and creature makeup i think that's yeah. kind of making up the werewolves in this, so yeah, like the bladders under the makeup that like they blow them up and down, so it makes their faces right. uh, pulse and yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and even when they're fully transformed, just the werewolves themselves look really cool. They look really mean, and uh, it's definitely a huge step up as far as like effects go mm-hmm. from you know the Lon Chaney era. Well, and that's that's something that. Uh, this kind of kicks off like a whole like little mini revival of werewolves because shortly after this we get American Werewolf in London, we get Teen Wolf, uh, and The Howling spawned like I think six sequels or something ridiculous oh, wow. like all through the eighties. So um, th- there became kind of a more of an interest in this this type of character, and there was a big gap in between what we think of as you know the Lon Chaney era, I guess, and this like you know I think it was all B movie style. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Kia, what did you think of it? What was your takeaway? Also, your first time seeing it. I liked it, and I really liked the um, like the backstory because I didn't know what the backstory would be. So, I liked the backstory that she was like a news anchor who's being stalked, and her coworkers are helping her out. And yeah. I thought that was kind of fun. Um, so I liked it. I also like I liked the graphics and or not the graphics, but like the transformations. Right. So, and I liked Dee Wallace too. I really liked her in this movie. Yeah. Um, like too. Yeah. You definitely see how this becomes like a calling card for her, where because supposedly this got her recognized by Spielberg and got her cast in ET and I guess led to Cujo and other things. You know, she kind of became like the mom of America for like a good yeah. five year period there. So, which is interesting because in this movie she wasn't like a mom at all. Really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is actually kind of weird. Um, and uh, she stars opposite her husband in this. I think they were engaged at the time of the movie, but they later become married. Um, which is kind of weird because he cheats on her and oh, spoilers. Oh, I'm the oh, big guy. Oh my god! But he he does he has some uh, a little bit of werewolf issues. sex and uh, hits her in this movie. You know? Yeah. So <laughs> and he also did something like that in in Cujo too. 
he he assaulted her. The, I think yeah. he was the the one she was having an affair with. Oh wow! That okay. like assault, tried to assault her. So, right. Um, that's that's one thing I didn't remember about this seeing as a kid because I saw this as a pretty young kid, mm-hmm. and I didn't remember it being so horny because there's so many <laughs> yeah. sequences. I mean, it obviously starts in a porno theater. And she sees a lot of explicit footage of, you know, kind of rape fetish style uh, yeah. uh, footage. And then later, there's, again, there's some werewolf sex. And, uh, but, that, but that's it, though. Yeah, it's it's yeah. not gratuitous, but it is, it's pretty front street. And I don't remember it that way, mm. is all I'm saying. Is yeah. In my mind's eye, well, I would have shown this to anyone without worrying about it. And, yeah. and I can imagine watching this, say, with my parents and being like, well... Was kind of weird. In the a moments, the yeah. porn movie would be uncomfortable watching mm. with like anybody. <laughs> yeah. well, maybe you is is it possible you uh, saw like an edited version on TV? Huge possibility. Yeah. Huge possibility. I saw it on like Sci Fi in nineteen eighty nine or yeah. 90, whenever it first came out. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, and there's also another nude scene that was in the the deleted scenes where they're in the giant bucket hot tub jacuzzi style. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But they weren't. You didn't see anything, though. You saw some booty. For yeah. sure. You saw butt like through some leaves. And I mean, during the sex oh, sequence, we it. see full frontal <laughs> female nudity, which is pretty rare for you know, oh, you know wow. mainstream film. It's and not as porny as they're making it. Well, almost male frontal nudity. It's, I feel it's, like there used to be you know, more like lady nudes. Yeah, you saw a little bit of wiener in that uh yeah. that one scene. Mr. Like, oh, Wallace uh, has has a brief glimpse. The shaft is exposed. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, maybe we're projecting. Maybe we, we saw something we wanted to see. I don't know. I don't know. As a female, I didn't think it was as bad as the men are apparently saying. Well, I wasn't saying it was bad. Well, I, was, I was like, this is an outrage, all this porn and this, you know, there's like, you know, two or three scenes. But, but yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It was good. I'm glad I saw it because it's one of those movies that growing up you hear about and you know about. And it's obviously a classic, but I had never seen it. So, and I don't even know if I knew D. Wallace was in it. So, yeah, I don't think I did either. It's a, it's definitely a good one to mark off the list. I got another classic under my belt. Mm-hmm. So, where do you think it stacks up with uh, some of the stuff that we talked about with uh, Joe Dante? You know, having directed some other pretty big uh, horror comedies and stuff like that. Do you see like hints of that? Like, this is some of his earlier work. Do you see this guy directing Gremlins like three years later? Totally. Also, I. You know, we also pointed out there's a lot of actors that he's used in a lot of his other movies. For sure. Uh, Dick Miller, the, probably the biggest standout. Yeah. Is, you know, one of his regular players. He, he runs a, a cult bookshop in this film. I think uh, the only Joe Dante films I've seen are Gremlins, the first one. Did he direct mm-hmm. the second one? Yeah, he did. I, I think I might have seen that. I'm not sure. But the first one and, mm-hmm. and this, The Howling. And I remember when we watched Gremlins, I'm pretty sure I saw it when I was younger and didn't really remember but Craig and I watched it not that long ago together, and I was really impressed by how much, like how many Easter eggs and how smart it was. Like you, yeah. kind of, it's like reading a comic book. You kind of have to look at the words in the bubble, but then also look at the art because sometimes there's story like in the drawings too. And that's kind of how it was with Gremlins, and that's how it was with this movie. It's like yeah. just picking out. Well, it's so smart and so well done. It's hard to believe that he didn't go on to do like much more yeah this is like it's like chock full of easter eggs yeah it's like constant werewolf references and then also like forrest j ackerman is in one scene absolutely in the book store the occult yeah, bookstore yeah. yeah and you pointed out he's holding the famous monsters of film and magazine it's yeah, pretty great <laughs> i was um, like hey that's forrest ackerman it is it is pretty amazing uh that joe dante is such a student of film right like he knows so much about like the like the legacy that he's kind of trying to uphold right with the howling 
Because like you guys said, there's uh, references to other movies. There's lots of references to Lon Chaney, right? We see yeah. like, this picture up in, uh, I think, the doctor's office, you yeah. know, and uh, characters from the film are watching the, the classic Wolfman. So we get some of those sound bites of uh, yeah. some of the rules of being a werewolf, right? With yeah. silver bullets and, you know, uh, that sort of thing. So, and um, everything and is wolf related. There's like, right, wolf lots of puns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're watching the like the big bad wolf, like a cartoon. cartoon right. And this says I didn't I didn't, I missed it because I didn't know it, but um, on IMDb there's a trivia where it says the coroner tells a story about a case named Stuart Walker, and Stuart Walker was the director of Werewolf of London in 1935, which was the first Hollywood werewolf movie of the sound era. So yeah. I mean, there's just so many like nuggets. Like you almost have to be like a student of film and a horror film to watch a Joe Dante movie and really probably get everything. And Werewolf of London actually predates The uh, Wolfman or whatever. It's it's technically it's like one of those because uh, The Wolfman actually starts a lot of the mythology of werewolves. So oh, yeah, this says this is the first Hollywood the, werewolf movie of the sound era, Werewolf of London. So that would have predated Wolfman, right? Am I? Under- is that, I thought that's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, I was, yeah, yeah, I was yeah, agreeing yeah. with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, I guess I was just literally repeating what you said anyway. Um, yeah, so I forget what I was saying now. But um, sorry. Uh, <clears throat> anything else? Um, <clears throat> did you say that Joe Dante directed Explorers? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's a good one too. I'd probably have to look it up to verify it, but I'm pretty sure he directed that one. Because I noticed that one actor who was the one of the werewolves. He's he was in Explorers. He was in a lot of stuff in the '80s. He was like the he was in Inner Space. He's like the cowboy guy. There's yeah. another fun trivia. Can I read it? Sure. I'm to be. It says in one scene, Eerie, played by John Carradine, mentions UFOs and cattle mutilation. Around the time he wrote the screenplay for The Howling, John Sales was also working on a script for St- Steven Spielberg, known as Night Skies which involved UFOs and cattle mutilation. The project was dropped, however, when Spielberg chose to make E.T. Isn't that interesting? Mm. It's like, he could have easily been like, screw E.T., I'm going to stick with this night skies, and then we would have never gotten E.T. I mean, Hmm. it's just interesting how that happens. Um, Yeah. Cool. Um, Yeah, so he did direct uh, The Explorers. That was what he followed up Gremlins with. Yeah. That was a big one when I was a kid, too. I used to watch that over and over again. That's a great movie. Um, Do you know anything about the book? Because it's based on a novel, and it said the novel was written in 1977, so this movie was made shortly thereafter. I didn't realize it was a book. Have you read yeah, it? Yeah, well, apparently that's how it all got started, was one of the producers bought like the rights to it, and that kind of steamrolled. Like, it took them several years to get it, get it made and everything, and I think they went pretty far off script. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think this movie has that much to do with the book, and in fact, one of the later sequels to The Howling has more in common with the actual book than the original Howling or whatever, from what I understand. But again, there's like, I think there's five or six sequels to this thing. Yeah. Like, it, go, it runs quite a quite a ways into, like, I think into the 90s, so. And this is the only one Joe Dante did? Yeah, yeah. So any final thoughts? We can kind of wrap it up and then talk about some of the um, polls related to this stuff and werewolves. That's all I got. Yeah? Yeah. It was a, it was a, good, it was a good pick to the lady who's, suggested it the listener yeah well i think jeff suggested it yeah yeah i'm I'm glad that it won the poll because i think like jeff said it's kind of a nice one to mark off because it's kind of a what do you call it for some reason i thought some a a listener suggested i must be thinking of someone else another movie but yeah jeff suggested it. yeah i think it was actually one of like jeff's pick and then the rest were 
<laughs> listeners, but yeah. his won out though with listeners. So yeah. people that voted, um, what, would you guys recommend it? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'd recommend yeah. any horror movie iconic. Horror oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and it's if you like werewolves, obviously it's part of the upper echelon of werewolf yeah. movies. So before I forget, I like to mention like the collector's edition, the Howling Blu-ray disc that um, Craig's friend Adam let us borrow has a lot of great features on it, including um, commentary with Joe Dante and Dee Wallace and Christopher Stone and Robert Picardo. Um, Unleashing the Beast, The Making of the Howling, Deleted Scenes, Making of a Monster, um, A Look at the Film's Locations, and um, Outtakes. And it actually has like really, I like Outtakes more than anything. And it actually has like a good amount of Outtakes. Um, yeah, they so really quite a there's bit. some really good bonus features. Um, and I think uh, I looked it up, and this is right now, as of this recording, it's available to stream on Shudder, but it's not on anything else. So it's, you're pretty much going to have to pick up the DVD or rent it on iTunes, or if you have Shudder, then you can check it out streaming. So. I wonder what it has in Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know. Let's find out. i like to know. I saw that the budget was like a million dollars and it made like 17 or 18 million. So that means it was pretty successful. Yeah, I think that uh, that's another reason uh, some of the uh, transformation sequences focus so much on like their faces and stuff. Because I think their budget got kind of, Mm. they were like pushing the edges of their budget. So they're like, we can't show quite the full transformation. (laughs) It's kind of, you know. I thought that was funny when we were watching it. We made a lot of jokes, but particularly during the transformation scenes, we were Making jokes about how long they were and sure, there's so much time for a character to either run or yeah. if you have a gun, there's no reason these things should be able to overtake you because it takes yeah. them thirty minutes to transform in this movie. Yeah, it's like can't could she take this opportunity to run? But she's like, I don't know. I want to see where this goes. Like, <laughs> I mean, this guy's face looks weird right yeah. now. Yeah. As a sixty-six percent Rotten Tomatoes, so it's certified fresh. Um, yeah, so I think all around we we recommend this one. Definitely worth yes. seeking out. Um, if we're going to give grades like we normally do? Or oh, yeah. Yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah. Um, I would give it a, a solid B. I would agree. Solid B, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I'd probably go A- because um, mm-hmm. werewolves are one of my favorites. And oh, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of fun uh, movie references and callbacks to Wolfman and stuff like that. So, yeah, for sure. I wanted to kind of jump into some of the polls we had on our Twitter account. <laughs> so these, there's just some polls that kind of tie in with werewolves and the howling and stuff like that. I asked, uh, based on our previous conversation about the howling on the podcast, we mentioned that a viewer uh, or a Twitter follower mentioned uh, the howling being a really good transformation, uh, werewolf transformation uh, movie. And so I did a poll, uh, best werewolf transformation. I put uh, options as Monster Squad, uh, Frankenstein uh, meets the Wolfman, the Howling and American Werewolf in London, right? And we had seventy votes this time. Wow! Uh, Monster Squad got nine percent. Uh, Frankenstein uh, meets the Wolfman four uh, percent. <laughs> the Howling twenty three percent, and American Werewolf in London got sixty four percent. So overwhelmingly, people weighed in with American Werewolf in London. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, based on, I agree. I just had to. It's been like maybe three or four years since I watched American Werewolf in London, so I went back and rewatched it, having just watched The Howling. And uh, I think American Werewolf in London is the superior transformation scene. Although, 
they're both really good. Like the, yeah. the the one the transformation scenes in the Howling were really impressive, especially considering when they came out. So, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, when that uh, Twitter user mentioned the Howling as you know these great, I didn't remember it having a really great transformation scene. It had been so long since I'd seen it or whatever. I remember the weird, awkward uh, animation and stuff like that more. Oh, and yeah. I was like, I don't remember having these great, you know. But yeah, watching it again, I definitely agree that it has a really strong uh, transformation. Um, which one is your favorite, Kia? My pick is actually for The Howling. Yeah, you pick it. Mm -hmm. I too went back and looked at a quick YouTube video of American Werewolf in London's transformation. And it was good, but Compared to the Howling, I would say that the the American Werewolf in London is more family friendly. It's not as gory or as mm. gross or right. as disturbing. Um, and the Howling was a little bit more, definitely in my opinion, more gross and disturbing mm. and um, creepy. And I guess I like that. So that's well, how I would pick that. It was scarier. Like if I saw the dude in like American Werewolf in London changing, I wouldn't. And that's probably because that was his first transformation, so he didn't know what was going on. So there's nothing right. to be scared of. But I would probably look at that and go, I feel safe for the most part, just watching this for a few minutes. But the Howling one, as soon as it started, I'd be like, I don't feel safe. I need to leave. Yeah, you're right. Because <laughs> the, the characters in the Howling are old pros. Most of them have been wearing yeah. this for a while. So they like embrace it and yeah. have fun with it almost. Yeah. That's yeah. a good point. Also, the way those scenes are lit in the Howling are a little, they're all darker and shadowy. Yeah. You know? Whereas the one in yeah. American Werewolf in London, he's like in his apartment. In his apartment. <laughs> the lights are on and everything. Right. But that yeah. shows off the effects a little bit more, though. Arguably, that's true. Yeah, yeah. you could. Uh, you, they show the close up of the hair coming out. Right. I will say. I think. Like I feel like even though I hadn't seen the Howling, the part where they show the werewolf transforming from the, the, his profile and you see his yeah face out, cool. I feel like that's something I've seen before, and I don't think I've seen anything from an American War from London until I had actually seen the movie. Right. Whereas I feel like with the Howling, I had seen that somewhere. So I, I like that part, that profile. That was creepy. Um, I like that. Uh, a couple quick caveats. I, I really wanted to include uh, the transformation in Thriller, uh, the music video with oh, Michael Jackson right, yeah. or whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, the reasons I didn't include it was A, because it's not really a movie, so I thought it'd be kind of unfair to include it with like full-fledged movies. But also, he turns into kind of like a were-cat. So yeah. I didn't know if someone would be like, ah, he's not really a werewolf. It's kind of a, you know, I thought someone might kind of really... Because there were some people that were actually, there were like threads about... Uh, what is considered a wolfman and a werewolf. Like, apparently some people have a, a difference between the two, that a werewolf is like a full-on... More like a wolf Yeah, creature, whereas wolfman, it's kind of like, it's still humanoid. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I like guess a, like, um, like wolfman, right? Yeah, like, like the traditional, Toro. yeah. Um, and here's another little bit of... Uh, why wouldn't I, as a huge Universal Monster fan, why wouldn't I include the wolfman? I include Frankenstein meets wolfman, but not the wolfman. Why wouldn't you include it? Because yeah. he didn't transform to like a full, 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 full wolf, right? Well, close. You don't see a transformation scene? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> oh, the original okay. Wolfman, there's not an actual transformation scene. Okay. And there's not even a shot of the full moon in the original Wolfman. Hmm. So it's just kind of those, like these things we associate with werewolves weren't in like the most classic, you know, yeah. the one that set all these rules up for us or whatever. Did the Howling? The Howling didn't have a full moon either. They didn't have a full No, they, they totally stepped outside of that. Because they, they were daytime. The day. yeah, yeah, they can do it whenever they want to during the yeah. day. It didn't matter. Yeah. Like I said, Team Wolf style. Right. <laughs> Even though Team Wolf came after. So I guess Team Wolf was more Howling style. <laughs> what, what do you guys think is your first, um, uh, your first werewolf experience growing up? 
was the first time you knew what a werewolf was or saw one? Yes, I mean, it's earlier, and I don't know what I saw first, Teen Wolf or Monster Squad. I'm not really sure. I might have seen Monster Squad first just because Kids Incorporated was still on, and the guy that played, is his name Rudy? Yeah. yeah. The guy that played Rudy was Ryan on Kids Incorporated, so I remember being like, oh my god, that's Ryan. So Kids Incorporated was still on, and he was still on Kids Incorporated, so that leads me to believe that I might have seen that one first. Yeah. But I don't know, because, I don't know. I don't know what came first. I, I don't know. <laughs> so my answer is a double answer. Monster uh, Squad and Teen Wolf were my first. And mine was either the original Wolfman or huh. Teen Wolf. Because yeah. my, my dad uh, has always been a big fan of the Universal Monster movies, too. Oh, nice. So, yeah, he used to... He, he had like, somebody... Either he, he or his... A friend of his at work like recorded the the Universal Monster movies on a VHS tape, and we used to watch those when I was a kid. But I, I but I I went through a huge Teen Wolf phase when I was a kid though. Like when that movie came out, I was crazy about that movie. I loved yeah, it. I was too. Yeah, and uh, I also loved the cartoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, short lived. Did your yeah. dad um watch the Monster Squad? Yeah, he loved it. Did like, you like it? Yeah, because he <laughs> I think cool. he was the one that introduced me to that movie. He was like, oh, you gotta see this. Very cool. cool. He introduced you to the Monster Squad? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, <laughs> he rented that and the Goonies for me when oh, I was a kid. That's a great combo. Yeah. They're like kind of in the same genre in a weird way. No. Yeah. That's a great dad. <laughs> uh, oh, that is a great sweet. dad. So moving on to the next poll, we have a, I, I was thinking about, you know, the Universal Monsters uh, rebooting, right? We're starting out with the Mummy yeah. with Tom Cruise. And inevitably, they're going to do a new Wolfman that, that interacts in the shared universe of Universal Monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, who would you guys like to see as uh, the new Wolfman in the reboot? And here are the options I gave okay, on the Twitter options. poll, okay? Uh, I, I, uh, I'm going to mispronounce his name. Uh, Idris Elba? Idris Elba. Idris Elba? I think so, yeah. Say it again. Idris, I think? Or okay. Idris. Idris. Idris Elba. Elba. And Tom Hardy. Ellen mm, Page. Yes. Did you say Ellen Page? <laughs> Ellen Page. Ellen Page. I'm what? sorry. Well, you don't like, like you know, hey, I'm listen, not an Ellen Page fan for some reason. And we're, you, you said Idris Elba, Tom Hardy, and Ellen Page. We're glossing over like he is mm, <laughs> after Tom Hardy. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so in the the final uh, the final choice I put was Michael Shannon. I thought he might be an interesting choice as yeah. man. Hmm, uh, yeah. I'm gonna go Michael Shannon. Okay, for, you know, if, if I'm picking from those four. Cool. Hmm. Yeah. As a wolf man. Yeah. And you guys can pick someone. You can drag someone else out if you want, you know. But these, the, I was limited to four slots for yeah. Twitter, the poll. Um, out of your, because I can't think off the top of my head about of any new people. So, I mean, you mentioned Michael Shannon. I might be leaning towards Michael Shannon, but I feel like Tom Hardy should be something and everything. I feel like he can be, <laughs> <laughs> he can be another, maybe like, uh, maybe Dr. Frankenstein. Or I feel like he would be good in that universe. That's interesting. I don't know. I can't, with, uh, he, he's played so many bruisers and quiet types at this point. It's hard for me to imagine him being Doctor Frankenstein. Like, like that would be kind of interesting to see well, him play exactly like, he should a smart guy or something like that. That would yeah. be kind of cool. I really buff Doctor Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be, be kind of cool. <laughs> or Frankenstein. The monster. Yeah. yeah. Or, or yeah, cool. the monster. Yeah. So I don't. So when you said Michael Shannon, he has that. Look that rough look already of a oh, werewolf. So. Michael Shannon would be a good uh, Frankenstein's monster. 
<laughs> well, then Tom Hardy will make a good Wolfman. That's every choice I have. Maybe choice. Idris Elba can be Dr. Frankenstein. We just cast the movies. I, I'm Trouble, confused Trouble. about what happened. So we're talking about the Wolfman, but somehow we but ended up talking about... Who's going to play Jason? Like, the important thing is Frankenstein. Yeah. Uh, okay, so with the Wolfman, who do you think would be a good Wolfman, guys? I, you said Michael Shannon. Yeah. Okay, Michael Shannon. I, I'm going to say Michael Shannon, even though... I, I'm gonna say Michael. Oh shit! I'm gonna say Michael Shannon. Okay, yeah, that that was my choice, and I was thinking like Ben Nichols could even, uh, you know, is it Ben Nichols or is he the Lucero guy? Okay. The guy Jeff Nichols, I think, is his name. The guy that directed. Director. Yeah. yeah. But I also like to throw in another person, and this is after seeing Split and just being a really big fan of him. I'm gonna mm. throw in James McAvoy. Yeah. Who? Interesting. He he just played uh, Victor Frankenstein recently. Yeah, I thought we were talking about werewolves here. <laughs> <laughs> No, okay. So, so he, you think he would be a good Wolfman? I do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the the poll, and I, we got a couple other mentions, by the way, like nice. people suggesting other uh, actors. Oscar Isaac's was another one. People said that oh. we should we should uh, you know consider. And uh, Donald Glover also got brought up oh, as no. a Wolfman. What about <laughs> Casey Affleck? Casey Affleck? Is it because he looks just... like the Wolfman? Because <laughs> he's already hairy. Well, he I think it's interesting because a lot of people, I think, are assuming the Wolfman has to be this burly guy, mm-hmm. but he transforms into a monster. Right. He could be uh, an unassuming kind of, like Donald Glover style, like kind of a, I don't want to say um, androgynous, but like, you know, someone that's not super threatening or whatever, right? Like it could be a regular guy. Yeah, I don't know about Donald Glover. Yeah, but you Glover. want, yeah. Okay. I don't necessarily want Bucks. I don't look at Michael Shannon and go Buck. Right, right. But Donald Glover just, I don't see him being intimidating. I think what would be good about Donald Glover, though, is he could sell, like, the weirdness of it. Like, yeah. I'm a wolf man. Like, I could see him kind of coming to terms with this issue or whatever, you know? I like the, the Michael Shannon, though, because it seems like he would be, like, a good brooding yeah. wolf yeah. man. That's definitely my pick. Yeah. But uh, Lon Chaney was more of like a flirt, a ladies' man in the original one before he becomes the wolf man. Right. Remember, he keeps like hitting on that shop lady. Sure. To like a creepy extent. <laughs> I watched that a few years ago and I was like, wow, he's just not letting up. He, uh, he's getting a little creepy. <laughs> well, and back in the day, they had to cast someone that was big too, though, because he yeah. had to double as both parts. Whereas yeah. nowadays. Let's face it, it'd probably be CGI or character makeup that would, you know, bulk them up or whatever. So they don't have to be a massive guy mm-hmm. or woman in this case, you know, Ellen Page's case. <laughs> Ellen Page could, could play, you know, before transformation. Uh, but here's, here's how, the, here's how the, the poll went down. Again, we got 70 votes. Um, Elba got 33%. He won. Oh, wow. Uh, Tom Hardy, 29%. Hmm. Uh, Ellen Page got 14%. Oh, that's came in last. In the world. And Michael Shannon oh. got twenty four percent. So, oh, there you'd say Michael Shannon came in last. No, he came in third, and I think that was kind of name recognition issue. I don't think a lot of people know. They probably recognize him if they saw him, but don't really know his name off the top of their heads. I'm surprised Idris Elba got that much because yeah. he's a great actor. But as as Wolfman, I don't know. I feel like I, I would like to see him as like Doctor Frankenstein. That'd yeah, cool. where he doesn't he doesn't change in anything. He's like himself the whole you know, time. No, yeah. Let's not watch, let's not see him change because I, I think that was a lot of <laughs> complaints that people had with um. I don't want to spoil a movie. Never mind. No. What movie? I guess uh, no. That, yeah, I'm not spoiling. Um, the new Star Trek. Uh, Star Trek where he was in oh, makeup the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, And there's some people right. that was like, "Why you got to be in makeup the whole time?" Right, right, right. So yeah, let's just look at Idris Elba. Well, no, he would. Just, he would be a human most of it. 
he you know the Wolfman usually is human most of the film. And Let's just uh, I, I gotcha. I'm, I'm gonna just keep him keep him as a doctor. Let's not have him change into a monster. Period. Gotcha. Maybe he could be Doctor Frankenstein that becomes the Wolfman. <laughs> no, where he's not being—he's not a monster at all. And he's then a doctor. he dies, and then they bring him back to life Stop as it. a monster. So then he becomes three of the Universal. He's Doctor Frankenstein, the monster Wolfman. Exactly. And then he gets Boom. tired of it all, and he just and then moves he gets to Baltimore bitten by a vampire. And becomes and be, a that's a prequel to The Wire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so moving on, I went ahead and did who would be the worst Wolfman. And here are the choices. so much fun. Ellen Page. Ellen Page. <laughs> you guys are stealing my jokes. Oh, sorry. Uh, here are the choices. Kevin James. <laughs> I like uh, Kevin James. Eli Roth. Ooh. Ellen Page. And Larry David. <laughs> oh my God, that would be hilarious. <laughs> it turns uh, out he's like a gray, like a silver well, kind of... It's funny because our friend Adam on Twitter... A sarcastic Wolfman. He said, I paid double price for a ticket to see Wolfman starring Larry David. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people, you know, maybe were on board with that. We got decidedly less votes for this. You know what, I'm going to go with Ellen Page because I feel like there's something funny in all the others. Yeah, so she would literally You know what, Ellie Roth? You know what? No, screw that guy. Ellie Roth. Yeah. He's the worst. Can he, does he act? Can he act? He's been in yeah, some Tarantino was, movies. Yeah, he was uh, the bear Jew in uh, Glorious Bastards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I say he's the worst. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go, like, oh, I'm gonna go with him. I'm going to go with him. He's the worst. I'm going to go with Mall Cop. Paul mm-hmm. Blart. Yeah. But he's, he's a good physical comedian, so he could probably do some of his own stunts and be if pretty it was, funny. But, like, okay, this is a straight Universal Monsters. Oh, okay, well. This is supposed to be, like, you take him seriously. You think Kevin James would be the appropriate... But you said the same thing about Donald Glover, like, this unassuming guy. He doesn't have to be big, so you can take this overweight guy that's yeah. kind of overweight, but also athletic at the same time, Kevin mm-hmm. James is, and totally unassuming. You wouldn't expect it, and then he becomes the whole <laughs> <laughs> It would be funny, I'm sorry. Uh, all right, and so he can do his own stunts. He's here's here's how the poll went down. Uh, I'll, I'll go in order here. Uh, Ellen Page got the least amount of votes because <laughs> people think she'd be a great uh, wolf woman. Uh, she got six percent. Uh, Larry David uh, got twenty three percent. Kevin James got twenty four percent, and overwhelmingly, Eli Roth. <laughs> Eli Eli Roth forty seven percent. He would be the worst. He would be the worst. That would be a terrible reboot without Eli Roth. <laughs> Yeah. Good. I think Larry David would be kind of fun. That's definitely a Silent Live sketch or something like yeah. that. So, something like that with, you know, uh, uh, elderly <laughs> Larry yeah. David becoming uh, a wolfman. So, cool. Uh, nice. that, that's it for uh, polls and kind of related to wolfman talk. Uh, I'm Jeff. I'm Tia. And I'm Greg. And, and we just reviewed the Time for horror movie trivia. Okay, so the last episode, I did three movies, and it turns out that takes up a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> so I've decided to only do one movie per show now. Uh, so this time, I chose Beetlejuice. 
Oh, okay. I just want to point out drinks. the level of intensity that's already coming from it. From <laughs> I Tia. didn't say anything. I literally just said, oh. But I might stand a chance. <laughs> when she, when he first started, when Jeff started, first started bringing up trivia on air, you, you could see like everything <laughs> just melt away from your, like the nice person that you are melted away. I like trivia and, and I like to compete and I like to win. <clears throat> All right. In it to win it. Okay, here we go. Question number one. Wait, wait, wait. Are we buzzing? Are we doing oh, this? that's right. We forgot to do the buzzer. See? That's Craig. That's Kia. All right. So these are the rules. I'm going to read the questions. Uh, if you know the answer, you buzz in. And whoever buzzes in first gets to answer. You get to answer once per question. If you don't, if nobody answers a, buzzes in and answers a question, then you can get the multiple choice answers. The other person gets the multiple choice answers. Well, no, let's say nobody does. You see, nobody, nobody knows the answer. Then I can give both of you the, oh, the multiple, choice. The multiple yeah. choice. Yeah. But let's say Craig buzzes in and he's like, blabbity blue, and it's wrong. Right. And then you can be like, I'll take the multiple choice. So like, okay. yeah. it'll work that way. And so... If you get it before the multiple choice, it's two points. After multiple choice, it's one point. I just want to point out these rules were specified for Kia. <laughs> I, I, I no, I them. didn't remember. I went. Hey, the listeners. No, yeah, yeah. This could be the, the first, first time they heard. Oh my goodness gracious. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. First question. It's uh, a hard one. Oh, no, I'm kidding. Beetlejuice calls himself the afterlife's leading what? Bioexorcist. Correct. You, want, uh, you buzzed in before you even heard the question. Give me the answer. Mm. Number two. What color is the toy truck that Beetlejuice crashes into the lamppost? Kia. Red. Correct. <laughs> two points for Kia. Yay! <laughs> Are you really? <laughs> I'm not competitive. I'm just happy. Number. <laughs> Number three. How do the Maitlands die? Oh, right at the same time. Kia. Their car goes over a bridge and goes into the water. Okay. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What was the actual answer? I mean, how do they work? <laughs> they were, this, That's exactly uh, what happened, though. Drowned in a car accident. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, number four. Who said, go ahead, make my millennium? Kia. Beetlejuice. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Number five. What is the name of the book Adam and Barbara are supposed to follow now that they are ghosts? Mm. Multiple choice, right? Mm. Multiple choice? Okay. Multiple choice. Is it A, the book of the dead, B, spirit's guide to the afterlife, C, Handbook for the Recently Deceased, or D, Ghostly Guide for Ghouls. Handbook for the Recently Deceased. Correct. Oh, oh no. It's only one. Oh. <laughs> Number six. What is the name of the whorehouse that Beetlejuice goes to? <laughs> Anybody know? Multiple choice? Yeah. Okay. Is it A, Sluts for Satan, B, a fun ghoul, C, sinfully sexy serpentinas, or D, Dante's Inferno Room? I don't know that's not a familiar name. I'll try uh, D. 
Correct. Oh, Dante's Inferno then? Yeah. <laughs> Number seven. Otho says that those who kill themselves become what in the afterlife? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. Is it A, lawyers, B, civil servants, C, janitors, or D, actuaries? Civil yeah. servants. Correct! <laughs> Number eight. What color is Lydia's wedding dress? Oh! Kia! Lydia, black. Incorrect! I'd like to hear the choices. Is it A, black, B, red, C, white and mm. black stripes, or D, white? I, I don't remember. I, I've, I don't remember this movie very well. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, red. That's right. Correct! Damn it. I'm utterly alone. Number nine. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine. Delia Deeds is an avid artist and says she is only truly happy when she's doing what? Multiple choice? Yes. Is it A, photography, B, painting, C, drawing, or D, sculpting? Sculpting? Correct! And number 10. What color is the bridge that the Maitlands crash into? Multiple choice, please. Is it A, yellow, B, brown, C, red, or D, blue? <laughs> yeah. Brown. Incorrect. Uh, shit. Uh, A. Incorrect. It's red. <laughs> Which of these dead characters is not seen in the Netherworld waiting room? So this is. You, you need the multiple Yeah, you need the multiple yeah. Uh, is it A, a woman strangled in her own parachute? B, a man who choked on a chicken bone, C, a man with a rattlesnake in his sleeping bag, or D, a woman sawed in half? You go ahead. Parachute. Correct! Anyway, number 12. What does Adam do with his eyes when he transforms himself to be scary? Greg. Doesn't he put them on his fingers? Correct. Number 13. Who said, if you tell me what you do, I'll tell you why my husband will fire you? No clue. Multiple choice? Uh, yeah. Okay, is it Barbara, Grace, Lydia, or Delia? Delia. Correct. And then number 14. Uh, what causes the Maitlands to lose control of their car and crash through the side of the covered bridge? Isn't it a uh, doggy goes across the, the road and they try to avoid hitting him? Exactly. Mm. Correct. Number 15. How does Lydia discover that there are ghosts in her house? Oh, shit. I, the, the attic door is locked. <laughs> <laughs> See, this question bugs me because the answer they gave, I feel like there's enough, there's, you can look at it more than one way. Uh, so that's incorrect going on. What fair enough, fair enough. Uh, 
Uh, multiple choice. Multiple choice, okay. Is it A, she plays with a Ouija board and they are summoned? B, she takes a Polaroid of them in sheets and sees that they have no feet? Is it C, she sees a floating hat around her house? Or D, she sees them in the mirror? Uh, the photograph. Correct. Number 16, when Adam and Barbara first summoned Beetlejuice, where do they meet him? On uh, his model of the town. A little more specific. In the graveyard of the model of the town. Correct. Number 17, Delia says her new house in the country is like what? Mm. Yeah. Is it A, a giant ant farm? B, field of cattle, C, maze with no ending, or D, death sentence with no hope for parole. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, D. D. D? Yeah. Uh, incorrect. Uh, uh, what was this? B? B was field of cattle. I'm going to go with the ant farm one. Correct. Number 18, how many times has Beetlejuice seen The Exorcist? Oh. Thousand times. And it keeps getting better. <laughs> <laughs> Every single time I see it! Uh, that's incorrect. Uh, <laughs> is it 59, 167, 237, or 390? 237. Incorrect! Uh, I've seen The Exorcist about 167 times! Yes, yes. okay, anyway. Uh, number 19. Which room in the house is the only one that remains untouched by the Deuce's remodeling, with the exception of the attic? Oh! Craig. The, um, the unfinished basement. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> so miserable. <laughs> the, um... Oh, multiple choice. Is it A, the kitchen, B, the master bedroom, C, the Dietz's office, or D, the dining room? Isn't that the office? Correct! I know, okay. Remember, uh, Jeffrey Jones is like, I don't know you. This room. <laughs> is this the last question? No, there's four more go. Four more to go. Uh, who said, I know just as much about the supernatural as I do about interior design? I don't know, I would love to hear the names. Okay, is it A, Otho, B, Lydia, C, Charles, or D, Delia? Charles. Incorrect. Delia. Incorrect. It's Otho. Oh, I thought he was like a. He was the interior designer, huh? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Number 21, what does Beetlejuice get if if he saves the Maitlands from the seance ceremony? Oh, is that me? Yeah. Um, doesn't he get to like uh, live in the real world? He's not stuck to his little um, plot of land. That is technically correct. I thought he got to marry what's her name. He does. See, and that's what they put is like he gets to marry Lydia. Oh. But he gets to marry Lydia, which makes him keeps him in the real I world. I say we both get a point. You know what? That's a great idea. I'm gonna read both of them. Buzz in at all! <laughs> so one, just one point each. Yeah. yeah. All right. 
Who summons the ghosts of Adam and Barbara in order to convince Maxie Dean that the town could be a tourist hotspot? Craig. Otho. Correct. And finally, your nightmare is about to be over. Last question. (laughs) Juno, the Maitland's afterlife caseworker, scolds them for doing all of the following except for what? So I have to give you the multiple choice, so this will be a two-point. Uh, a, letting Beetlejuice out and not putting him back. B, letting Otho get a hold of the handbook. C, allowing Lydia to enter the netherworld. Or D, allowing themselves to be photographed. Yeah. Lydia. Correct. That was the final question? I knew yeah. more about that movie than I did about Nightmare on Elm Street. So yeah, you really like that movie, right? 10, 14, 5, 10, 15, 16, 17. It was close, Kia though. Is the winner. 14, 17. Yes. Yeah. I could have gone either way. That's it. Nice. Good. That was good. Reigning champion, Miss Kia. All right. Every time we record, we uh, do a segment called What is Making Us Scared? Let's do it. The the idea is that uh, we we talk about uh, you know things in horror or you know just in general that are making us excited, and it can be movies or comics or anything in between. So, uh, Kia, you want to start us off? Sure. <laughs> Mine is going to be a little bit different, and you know, Craig said it still fits, so we'll go with it. Hmm. And my what's making me scared is. The need for, scared in a good way, is the need for a palate cleanser. And what I mean by a palate cleanser is that I read a lot of comic books. And a lot of my comic books are fit into the horror genre. They involve a lot of cussing and a lot of violence, sexual situations. They're for mature audiences. And like like about a month straight, I've read nothing but comic books because I'm catching up on single issues and stuff. And I was catching up on Jim and the holograms, and it was, so, it was so nice to just not have the violence, just not have the blood, just not have all the stuff that comes with all the other comics that I read, like The Wicked and Divine, Walking Dead, Revival, like Outcast, Harrow County, so many things. Um, and so that kind of sparked in me like the need to, mm, the need to... <laughs> To get away from the horror and get away from the genre stuff. So that's why I like Jim. And we went to the comic book store today and I picked up some My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to say it because I watched it growing up and I watched the cartoon. And hey, it's, you know, it's not like I'm, what, what do they call the guys that watch Bronies. it? I'm not a brony. I'm like the actual target audience. You, you picked up like later. 27. <laughs> She picked up like twenty-seven volumes, and I was like, "Don't you want to? Don't you think you want to like just start out with one and see where you know how much I you actually up like two it?" Volumes. But the point yeah. is that it was just nice, like to read Jim and yeah. to read like the Misfits or um, Archie um, and or and Betty and Veronica, and just not have all the stuff that comes with. Because even though this is a horror podcast, I don't need a palate cleanser from horror movies because I don't watch horror movies as much as I read horror comics. I read comics like yeah. every day, so. Yeah, so that's what's making me scared. Yeah. Just the need for like a palate cleanser. Yeah. And it yeah. feels so nice. Kind of good to take a break every now and then. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Cool. 
Thank you. Thank you. Jeff, you got anything? Uh, yeah. What's making me scared is my new mask. I bought. <laughs> I, I I I made a huge, well for me a a big purchase uh, on on the fly, uh, an impulse buy. Spent like sixty five bucks on a mask. Mm. And uh, I love it though. It's so yeah. cool. Like I I I'm I made I put it on a styrofoam head and made a little base for it and everything. And I put it in my living room. And uh, I just look at it all the time. I'm like, man, that thing is cool. <laughs> right. But it's the Quicksand Zombie from Trick or Treat Studios, sculpted by Justin Mabry. And uh, man, it looks phenomenal. Like this, the detail in it's really nice. The hair looks cool. The paint job's great. Like. Uh, the one thing though is I I tried it on, and and it's not a functional mask because mm. you cannot breathe in that thing. So <laughs> if I wanted to wear it, I would take an exacto knife and cut nose holes out right. and like cut out part of the mouth. But uh, I wonder if they anticipated most people using it as kind of like a prop. Yeah. I mean, not a prop, but like a display piece almost. Yeah. you know. Was that that's, that's why I got it. Was that included on your YouTube video? Uh, no, because I just kind of showed it at the very end. Are you going to do like a separate, like full video? I might do that. Yeah. Or we can put it like on the blog or something so people can see it. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I could do a cool Cool. video, but, um, but yeah, that's it. Nice. Yeah. And I've seen it in person and it's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely like, as soon as you enter your place, Jeff, it's like the first thing, it's like focal point. Like, oh, geez. Oh, man. It's really cool. Yeah. Um. That's kind of what I was going to jump into. I mean, you guys kind of, in a way, brought it up is uh, Half-Ass Forecast. We have a YouTube channel now. So we're slowly uh, putting out, you know, vlogs, I guess is what they call them. You know, little video vlogs and stuff like that. Um, and we've shown uh, My Creature from the Black Lagoon Mask, which mm-hmm. was been uh, was a past things that are making us scared because uh, it's something I really enjoy. Uh, made a little video about that. We did another one about uh, a local shop here in Nashville that's costumes and masks and everything. Uh, so yeah, definitely check that out. It's really exciting. And what? Oh, nothing. I was I was thinking because I don't have one. Jeff and Craig did a video, and I was like, "What can I show?" And I was like, "I could have showed off my shirt." Yeah, I mean, like, uh, you know, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think a picture could maybe do that. <laughs> do you have a-, <laughs> a picture? Can show off the mask too. Wow, so lame. <laughs> Your face dropped. Can I mention so what the much. shirt I'm wearing? Yeah, yeah. For I'm sure. wearing a shirt. It's from a, a website called Redbubble, and I, I eat Lucky Charms every day. And um, this shirt is Chucky Charms. It has Chucky from Child's Play on it, and it's like you know, it's like a an advertisement for Chucky Charm cereal, and it's magically malicious, mm. and it comes with a free uh, good guy. It's exciting. It would have been nice to show it off in a video, but apparently that's lame, so I don't want to do it. <laughs> Cut to us having a video. It's going to be 35 minutes long, too. Here's my shirt. The original Child's Play came out in 19... 19- um, so, yeah, that, that's what's making us scared this week, uh, or this podcast. So, check everything out. Um, what about next film? Where are we going to take a look at? I don't know. You're, it's your friend that... Suggested it. So yes. Oh, right. That's right. We did have a we did have a, a write-in request from an old friend of mine, uh, David. Uh, I forgot what he called himself. He had like a weird uh, handle. Was it something to do with Heineken or Z- uh, Zima? Something. It's is- like it's like <laughs> I've forgotten what it is. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, uh, he suggested <laughs> that we take a look at Jason X for uh, our next yes. podcast. And that's a movie that Jeff has not seen. 
So yeah, yeah. that'll be a first for him. Right. I've seen it. It's been a while. And Craig's seen it, but it's been a while. For sure. And, so. and, and if you, the viewer, have not seen it in a while, uh, it is available on Amazon Prime to stream. So it's pretty accessible. So uh, join us next time for Jason yeah. X. Yes. Cool. Speaking of movies I haven't seen, uh, I have to make a confession. And this is hmm. probably, I don't know if I should uh, hmm. should be confessing this or not. Okay. But uh, there are certain, there, have you ever seen, has there ever been like a big movie that's like in pop culture, like mm. super popular that you've yeah. never seen? Yeah, Top Gun. Top Gun. That's a good one. Well, actually, I don't like that movie. But that's <laughs> but a good, it's in that's pop a good example. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, is there any that. I, I can't think of, I'm sure there are some, but. I can't think of any off the top of my head. And there's definitely never been any that I've like purposely avoided. Like I had a friend yeah. that didn't see a Titanic for 20 years or His something. His sister hasn't seen Wizard of Oz, and that really shocked me. Mm. Somebody, <laughs> I, somebody brought up this very topic on a radio show I was listening to recently, and they, and normally somebody says, "I've never seen this big movie." I'm just like, "Well, you know, yeah, you know, I don't know. It doesn't really affect me." But when someone said they didn't see Wizard of Oz, that actually made me go like, "Whoa, <laughs> yeah. how have you not seen that?" Because like. I feel like I felt like the entire country was just raised watching that mm. movie because right. it was just on yeah. TV all the time. But anyway, that one kind of surprised me. There's a what makes me bring this question up is I was thinking about how there's a particular movie that not only have I never seen it, well, I've never seen it from beginning to end. I've seen scenes from it, mm. and uh, anytime someone brings it up, I pretend that I've seen it. Oh my god, it's like a Frasier. <laughs> It's like a Frasier episode. You watch oh, Frasier, right? Uh, I've seen episodes. The episode but... where they pretend they don't know how to ride bikes, and they're like, when people say, it's like riding a bike, I don't know what they're talking about, but I smile and I nod. <laughs> so that's that kind of how I am with this movie. <laughs> but they're not only, but I've taken it a step further, where like, like I said, I've seen scenes from it, because it comes on TV all the time, and I catch bits and pieces, but I've never like sat down and watched from beginning to end. There are scenes that I know the dialogue from, and I've quoted it a million times, Still have never seen it, and I keep thinking, like, I'm just going to watch that and not tell anybody that I'm going to be like, yeah, watch that my whole life. I'm so nervous, because what if we've never seen it either? Craig's looking at me like he's going to be angry at me. No, I don't, I don't. <laughs> Well, can you take a guess what movie it might be? Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Wait, is it no. horror? Yeah. Jaws. No, I've seen Jaws. This is, this is a movie that you pretended that you have seen? Well, I mean, I kind of have seen it. Just in bits and pieces, but I've never sat down and watched the whole thing. A Nightmare on Elm Street? Nope, seen that one. Is it Friday the 13th? Nope, seen that one. Halloween? Oh, I've seen that one a million times. Yeah, you, you saw, said that was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, I watched that with Craig. Child's Play. I've seen that one. Candyman. Well, I've never seen that, but I've never... What? I've, That's I've never not really one that... What? You've never seen oh, Candyman? You know that. I feel like she, <laughs> I if, forgot. If we she talk had, about a lot of things. If she gave you that reaction to Candyman, she's gonna straight up murder you for whatever this is. Oh, okay. Do you well, know? I'm no, gonna, I don't know. I might not have seen it. Because well, I'm gonna correct that this I'm week, gonna... and I'm gonna watch this movie from beginning to end. I'm it's... dying to know. I can, almost... can you give us a hint? Can you give us a hint? I'll, oh, yeah. I, I like to guess. I almost quoted it earlier when we were watching the movie, but I pulled back. <laughs> uh, but it's not like Frankenstein or something. It's not like no, a no, classic no, no. Universal monster. Or, you know. No, it's not one of those. What decade is it? Uh, 90s, I think. Oh my God! What Scream? 
No, I've seen Scream like a million times. Love okay, one more hint. Uh, let's see. Is it Jurassic Park? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> this is built up way too much already. It's uh, Titanic. I'm just going to tell you. Okay. It's Silence of the Lambs. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. wow. Okay. See, like, uh, huh. and the scene I always quote is, which is a great big fat person. Like, I... <laughs> Because I've seen that yeah, scene, yeah, yeah. and uh, there's several other... I've seen so many scenes from the movie, but I've never just watched it the whole thing way through. Uh, I've got the Criterion, if you want to borrow it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's an excellent movie. Uh, yeah. With uh, Tennessee Ties. There are scenes that take place in Tennessee and reference back to Tennessee, so... Hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, there's... Like I said, there's I've, I've quoted that movie, and I've never seen it. I'm not really <laughs> shocked by that, though. Oh, like, really? if, if someone told me they had never seen Silence of the Lambs, I wouldn't be like... I wouldn't have the same response as like uh, with The Wizard of Oz or something. I wouldn't yeah. think it's that. Well, I kind of feel like I've been living a lie for years and I finally got it off my chest. <laughs> we were like, you know yeah. that great scene in that movie? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that kind of sucks because I gave away one of the big spoilers telling you a, a story about how my dad, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so. Yeah. Well, no, I feel like at this point, I deserve to have it spoiled for me. Right. You know, like, <laughs> It has been a while. <laughs> this, this many years. But, and also, it's like so many people have seen it and talked about it that I've just... So already, do you know That's everything? another reason probably why I've never watched it because I just kind of already know what happens in it yeah. mm. for over the years. It took me a very... I, did, I just saw like The Exorcist probably probably within the last like five years. Sit down and watch it. But I had seen... I've never seen The Exorcist. Oh. I've, see, I can't really hate on you that <laughs> much. Gonna, just, this is going to start snowballing yeah. all these like, crazy like, movies you haven't seen. I've never recently. seen Star Wars. <laughs> But I mean, I had seen the scene where her head spins around so many times that yeah. I figured that was the biggest part I'd seen that. So when I watched it, it wasn't as scary as I, because everyone says it's like the scariest movie of all time or whatever. Yeah. But when I watched it, it wasn't to me because I was already aware of what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so Yeah, earlier this week, uh, I Googled like quintessential horror movies and made a list of all the movies that I'm going to sit down and watch. Which other ones have you not seen from like 80s, 90s? Because uh, anything before that. I haven't seen all of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. I've seen like I have those three or four maybe. I have like all oh. of them. Oh, cool. Well, then I have to watch those. But I've seen that documentary about the whole series, so yeah. I know what happens right. in all of them. But uh, there's like several Friday the Thirteenth movies I've never seen. I think somehow throughout the years I managed to see all of them out of order, but just yeah. I the think Friday the Thirteenth movies. I, th- I think I have. Really? Yeah. The weird thing, because they play them on TV around Halloween every year, so I tend, I've, I've caught pieces of every movie, right. uh, particularly my favorite scene with Crispin Glover dancing. That's right. the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. But uh, And I can't believe I didn't just sit down and watch the whole thing after watching that scene. Like, what is going on <laughs> in this movie? Crispin Glover is yeah. in this? Is that the, the camp one? Chris, Crispin Glover? Where they're at the camp? It takes place at a camp. All of them do. Oh, that's a good point. Um, not the camp. The um, that that house that they go to. It's like a center for like. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's a Christmas lover. Okay. And I heard that orig- Maybe you told me this. Like originally, when in that scene, he was dancing to another song. Yeah. So it looks even more ridiculous that he's doing this weird dance. Yeah, I think, I think they had like a totally different backtrack and he was dancing at least on beat to that song, right? Yeah. And even though it was wacky, it still kind of made some sense. It might be a different one. Yeah, I think it was, uh, 
ACDC song or something, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. The one I'm thinking of is the, no, I don't want to spoil it because you never mind. <laughs> it's the the one I'm thinking of is the one where the girl was like doing the '80s dance in her room. That that one. Oh. It's the one after the one with Corey Feldman. Like the next one after that. Mm. That one. Mm. Is that the one with Chris Glover? No, that's the oh, one okay. with Chris Glover is the one with Corey Feldman. Oh, okay. Well, then I've oh, seen that sure. one too. Then. It's funny, I've seen the ending of that movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> I already know like how it ends. Well, it's already spoiled for me. Um, have you yeah. seen like Troll and? Uh, I've seen Troll Two. Have you seen the first one? Yeah, I never saw the original. Julia Louis Dreyfus is in that one. Really? Wait, I did see Troll, but I was like really little. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not that surprised about Silence of the Lambs though, because yeah. uh, you were just young enough not to see it in the theater. Yeah. Because uh, only my dad would take me to see something like that in the theater, <laughs> and then be all like, "I heard something was weird about this," you know, like it's weird. It's such like a creepy stuff. movie. I'm sure a lot yeah. there are a lot of people that are, that know about it, have heard about it, and are staying away from it because it is so mm-hmm. creepy and. Well, I know the whole scene where he tucks his junk and he's like, yeah, yeah. fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hmm. But yeah. Yeah, my dad was in the movie theater leaned over to me and was like, this right here is going to be really weird. And that's the only, conte- that's the only <laughs> context he gave me for that scene. And then the big spoiler at the end of how Hannibal Lecter escapes uh, his, his, you know, my dad like gave me that spoiler. He's like, this is what's happening. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, but I'm 12. I don't understand. You know, I think I was even younger than that, but. Like, Great, Dad. I guess we don't have to watch it now. <laughs> that wasn't that well, bad. Yeah. yeah. And I think everybody, I mean, horror is such a huge genre, too, that it's pretty easy to have uh, missed some of the big hallmarks and everything, yeah. Yeah. you know? Um, yeah, I mean, I've seen all the stuff that you guys bring it up, but that's just, you know. So, Silence of the Lambs counts as horror? Or something like so, psychological right? I think horror? so. Well, I think that's the thing, though. This gets into that gray territory of like, uh, because it's a prestige movie and it was nominated for Oscars and all that stuff, a lot of people don't want to consider it horror. They want to say, oh, it's a thriller. This is what a thriller is. This is yeah. what a horror is. When it's like, no, it's a horror movie. It's, it yeah. has, it has like, you know, slashers and it has you know, like, like hallmarks of a lot of horror films. And yeah. it's scary. There's moments that are genuinely scary in it. Yeah. Um, like if you consider Psycho a horror film, you, you would definitely consider him. Yeah. You know, Hannibal Lecter as a horror character. Psycho 2 is on my list of movies to watch. I haven't seen Psycho. I just saw Psycho, like, yes, the yeah. original Psycho. Within the year. So good. Um, just, uh, we have... You uh, are not... We have the, uh, <laughs> the four, uh, like, the four Anthony Perkins starring Psycho movies. We have oh. all four of those, if you want to take a look at them. The fourth one is uh, in with the prequel uh, craze or whatever because he's elderly, and, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, and Isn't Henry Thomas in that one? Yeah, Henry yeah. Thomas plays him as young uh, Norman Bates. So have you yeah, seen Ghoulies two? I've never seen. Now that. we're just getting into like, what have you seen? Okay, <laughs> uh, I haven't seen Ghoulies one. Oh, Ghoulies two is a good one. We, we should do Ghoulie, some Ghoulies movies he has like a little for the podcast. Button yeah. from Ghoulies too. Yeah. But yeah, I, cavity colors. Yeah. But I heard that there's no scene where Ghoulies come out of the toilet. In the original. Yeah. Oh, really? In the, and Ghoulies 2 delivers on everything you want from the Ghoulies. Oh, everything from the, the VHS cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it takes place at like a, like a carnival. Yeah, a haunted house attraction. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. It's, good. it's fun. See, just from like looking at the VHS... In the video store growing up, I always assumed it was about creatures that come out of the toilet and, yeah. and So in the, in the VHS for the first one, they showed the creature coming out of the toilet? No. Okay, second one. But, but no, in the movie proper, 
a, a ghoulie never comes out of the toilet. But in the VHS cover, for some reason, the ghoulie is coming out of the toilet. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So, like, when you're a kid, you think that this, yeah, like Jeff yeah. is saying, that the whole movie is going to be about these creatures that pop out of toilets or whatever, and that never even happens in the first movie. In the first movie, right. Yeah. Okay. But in the second one, they deliver on. I guess maybe yes. they realize the error of their ways, and they it have. Like, Where's, the yeah. Where's the toilet scene? Yeah, yeah, we want that toilet bullet. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. But no, Ghoulies Part Two is. Just, I mean, it's seriously a masterwork. It's, it's just, fun. It's so fun. It's did so. We, we own that, right? No, we watched it here though, and oh, did, uh, okay. yeah. I must have watched on. Yeah, I gotta. Yeah, I gotta see that. We 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 should do ghoul. We need to go by McKay's and just stock up yeah, on like really. '80s stuff. Well, I I want to own. The Ghoulies films outright. So, no, I'm saying that's what you go away. I think on Blu-ray. All yeah, of them are just oh, there. Yeah. So um, at least the first two are, and I think the other ones. Ghoulies go to college is part three. <laughs> uh, go to I college. think that's on DVD because I, I, there was a day where I was going to pull the trigger and I was like, oh, I can't I just buy that. Ghoulies go to college. So wait, I think I may have seen the cover. Does he have like the, yeah. the cap and gown thing? The cover, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they're they're still I think gathered around a toilet still, but yeah. Um, the iconic toilet. In college, so, they're vomiting instead. So when the ghoulie comes out, just... <laughs> <right away. laughs> the ghoulie eats the vomit. <laughs> Ew! <laughs> All right. So maybe down the pop line after Jason X, maybe ghoulies, maybe... Uh, yeah, ghoulies too. Who knows? I got to catch up to everybody who even listens to this thinking like... I may listen to a podcast by a guy who doesn't watch horror movies. But... <laughs> you, like, you like horror of a certain ilk. That's true. Yeah, you know, you like spooky stuff. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's not necessarily going to be mainstream horror, so. That's a good point. Yeah. Cool. All right, well, that's all I got. Jason X, next on the docket, everyone. Thank you for listening. Bye! Thank you for listening to the Half-Assed Horrorcast. You can find us on Instagram at Half-Assed Horrorcast, Facebook at Half-Assed Horror, Twitter at H-A Horrorcast, and you can send us an email at halfassedhorrorcast at gmail.com or visit our website, halfassedhorrorcast.com. Yeah.